0: Welcome to the Mind Grow Radio Podcast Storyteller Series. I am your host Stephanie Cassin, and today we are joined by keynote speaker, vision board, vision boarder, a humorist and the motivational firewood guy, Steve Gamlin. Welcome, Steve.
1: Thank you, Stephanie. Very happy to be here. I always love our conversation.
0: I do too. And before we even dive into this mind-growing conversation, Tell us about what a vision boarder is and why you do that.
1: When I first heard of The Secret in the early 2000s, it's a 98-minute long DVD. There were three minutes of it that absolutely grabbed me. A gentleman named John Asraf, talking about vision boards. And I've been a goal setter, personal development guy for 30 years at this point. And having not just a list of goals, but what they look like and what they could feel like, sound like, smell like, be like, just fascinated me. So I am now a guy who works with individuals, entrepreneurs, and even inside of companies now, which I love, helping people to see their goals and then plot out their plan and not just hope for the best every year on January 1st.
0: <laughs> so you, so like you saw this film and it struck you, this process, and then you tried it and then you loved it and now you teach it.
1: Yeah, in, in between tried it and loved it, where tried it, screwed it up royally, tried it, screwed it up a little bit less, tried it, started to get a little success, and then just kept journals of what was working, and eventually I created a whole program just based on my notes uh, and my own journey, so now I teach that part. So, yeah, there was a lot of screwing it up in between.
0: <laughs> so, a vision board is when you put, like, your dreams or your goals or your... Um, things you want to experience, and it just lays out in front of you so you can focus on it, right? Is that the the goal of it as a vision boarder?
1: Yes, yes. And, and before the pictures go there, at least the way I teach it, and there are many different styles and people out there in much respect. I do a lot of internal work with people, uh, assessing where they are right now before they decide where they want to go, because a very important question to it all is why. And if you don't know where you are right now, you may not have that emotional connection to why you want to go in a better place other than, well, where I'm at right now stinks, or I just want something bigger, better, whatever. So we do a lot of assessment and really marinate who we are and where we are before we step forward. And a lot of people, my experience, have been skipping that part. It's It
0: goes into mindset, which is what – I want to dive into creating this mindset. Now, when you, the mindset that you have now is probably much different than the mindset you had when you started out on this entrepreneurial journey, right?
1: Yes. I am in about a 180-degree different place from where I was at that time, yes.
0: So what were the dominant feels Like what was your – What was your mindset and your feelings when you started out compared to what they are now, knowing what you know doing what you do?
1: Yeah. On my life's timeline at the time in the early 2000s, I had just walked away from a very successful 10-year radio career because I worked 15 years' worth of hours and was fried. I had just gone through a divorce. My first marriage ended. And I was in extremely bad financial shape and just kind of had to crawl home and live with family, just busted in every part of my life. And that was when a wonderful life coach that I just started having conversations with suggested the secret. So I came from the absolute worst place possible, you know, just licking my wounds and sitting in the ashes for about a year, figuring out this stuff about finding a better version of myself or creating a better version of myself and really getting in touch, not just with, well, this stinks and I'm in pain, but, okay, where do I go from here? That doesn't just mean a river is kind of pushing me down with the current. Like, I I want to start paddling and swimming and finding better shores. So little by little, I started to, and it took a while, but the greatest thing I learned was to have gratitude on a daily basis of even the tiniest victories that put my brain and my heart in a better place, in a better space, and kept me looking in the right directions, not just looking back at all my screw-ups and the worst things I've done, but to start to have a bit more hope and really legitimately believe I could get somewhere better and be the person steering the ship in the process.
0: Oh, that is so powerful because sometimes when we're in that place, that place of despair, there doesn't seem to be a way out. Like you just look ahead and you can't see the light. Like you just can't see your way out until something shifts. And what shifted for you was finding that information that gave you the tools to be able to to realize. I remember when I when I came across it. It was around that same timeline, early two thousands, and. No it just coming across the information, it was something that was completely new to me. I'm like, what? Why aren't we taught this stuff in schools? Why don't we know this? Right? <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yep. And so you created something from nothing which is which is amazing. And it kind of opens up this light. For those who are looking like you can do this, there is hope out there, even when it feels like there must not be. And so it must have taken a bit to create that mindset. And it is right such an important piece of the entrepreneurial journey, especially when it comes to your failures, like you were talking about the mistakes that you made or whatever and moving on from those. Like those don't define you, right? And you shared a thing recently about how a failure, you turned it around to, it became a success. It was a, what are your podcasts or a radio show or something you were doing?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, can we you can share that around,
0: story with us?
1: <laughs> yeah, we can, we can sit around punishing ourselves forever over some of these things. And, you know, I was just kind of marinating on this the other day. Some of the biggest mistakes i punished myself for years all happened 20 years ago. And instead of taking the lessons from that and saying, okay, that's who I was then, not putting a lot of thought into the decisions that were essentially wrecking balls to my kneecaps at the time, <laughs> but looking now with the gift of that because I wouldn't be where I am now if I hadn't done that, if I hadn't learned how to crawl back out of the ashes. Or as I referred to in one of my earlier keynote speeches, some days your phoenix rides a pogo stick. You know, it's, it's, it's not like the movies where all of a sudden, you know, the music comes up and the clouds part and the angels go, ah, and the hero comes back and everything's great. Okay, that's Hollywood. This is real life. You know, Steve's covered in scars. I've fallen back into the ashes numerous times. You make mistakes as you're learning. and And maybe they don't all benefit you in the greatest way short term. But in the long term, your tail feathers grow back. The colors are more beautiful every single time, and they're stronger. And you're better, and you're smarter, and you're more confident. Because I want to sit on my front porch when I'm 90 years old, covered in scars. Because I went through the fire, came back out, and learned something so that I can turn around to that next person. And they say, well, I'm afraid to do this. And I'll roll up my sleeve and go, you see that? (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. I thought
1: that too, and I went through it. Let me tell you the story of how I got this scar and what I learned, and how it benefited me long term. That's where I want to be when I'm 90 years old.
0: I love the. You have a wonderful gift of storytelling, and in my opinion, you're like a, one of the most awesome humans that I know. And you're very you. big on, you're welcome, on giving. Like, it's, it's part of who you are. It's what's in your post. You're, you're bringing value. But also, um, it's one of the reasons I love tuning into what you share. And one of the things that you do that has stood out for me is your work with the beach bum philanthropy, philanthropy and how you yeah. spotlight these acts of kindness when you see them. And yeah. that is um, not everybody does that and I love that you do that and you kind of bring a light to it doesn't take a whole lot to be friggin' kind and you kind of share that in a not flower unicorns way, but in a real authentic I'm gonna talk about my scars with you way. And I
1: yeah. and I
0: really love that and I wanna give some appreciation to that. Can you tell us about a little bit of that work that you do?
1: Yeah, and thank you so much for saying that. Um, We launched – it's funny, when I was a kid, my mom always told us, my sister and myself, someday I want to buy a building and I want to house it with homeless veterans and I want to teach them skills and build their confidence and have this place. So this whole lifetime of someday we're going to do this, well, right around 2010, my speaking business was just getting going and I had a conversation with my mom about that old dream And I said, look, none of us are in a position to do this right now, but let's just start doing really small acts of kindness. And let's start to notice who else is out there doing these small acts of kindness to educate people on how easy it is. So we started doing them, and we created the Beach Bum Philanthropy Facebook page. Now, it was just a a good hippie-giving idea. It was just this little movement that our family and friends did. But then people started to send us messages. Hey, Steve, in my community, there's this person out here doing this. So we created the Beach Bum Philanthropy Rockstar Giver of the Day Award. (laughs) So what we're trying to do is educate people in just like you said, how simple it can be to give. And we don't we try not to be one of those people who says, Hey, look, I just did this for this person. Look how awesome I am. That just "Mm," that grates on me when people do that, when it's self serving. What we try to do is just say, hey, look. You want to be a beach bum? Go do something kind today. You're not sure what to do or if your first thought is, I don't have the money, hey, go to this page and check out what other people are doing. It doesn't have to cost anything. Hold the door. Pay someone a compliment. Make somebody smile. Uh, Rescue shopping carts in the parking lot that have been abandoned so they don't roll and dent someone's car. That's one of my favorites. I call it shopping cart rodeo. Love playing that. (laughs) In, in just these little ways, and some people say, well, it's not making a big impact. If enough of us do it, it is. And the funniest right. part about giving is the person who actually gets the most out of it is probably you, and you don't even realize it in the moment. And that's what I love about it. And now, of course, my sister, is uh, she's an accountant, CPA. We talked about for years making Beach Bum a 501c3, and I would look at the paperwork and say, uh, now, <laughs> my sister grabbed it one day because it's very complicated. We are now officially, as of several months ago, an official five oh one c three charitable organization which is going to allow ah! us to go after even bigger you know donations and programs and projects, and maybe just maybe someday we'll buy that property, it'll be filled with homeless veterans, and we'll help them out. But in the meantime, we discovered one that's already doing it called Liberty House here near where we live and we've been supporting them. So without that little mission, we never would have met them and been aware that this dream essentially has already come true. Now we get to be a part of it.
0: Oh, that gives me goosebumps. That is just like... So it feels good to do good. It just does. And and people think they're going to lose something or that it costs something, and it really doesn't. You just have to be a good human. You just have to do just be kind and uh, your kindness is pan off in helping so many people. You shared another story recently that I, it made me think of a quote and I couldn't remember. You might even know who did um, a quote, which is little hinges swing big doors. And I remember being at it, some seminar and some speaker had said that and I don't I don't remember the speaker I don't remember the original quote sayer but I remember the words because they stuck and when you were telling me well um, you said how you helped out a, fe- a fellow speaker or something just like you being nice to somebody and helping somebody out it led to something amazing for you can you share that story a little
1: Uh, Sure. And I love, oh, my gosh, I love that phrase. And I I just tried to think of who it was. And I I honestly can't think of it. But for me, a big part of what I do, especially with fellow speakers, is helping them to punch up their humor. I've got a background as a comedian, comedy writer, producer. And I saw a speaker, her name is Kelly Swanson. She is an amazing storyteller. And she put a post on Facebook talking about how she was thinking of doing, for one of her clients, some song parodies. And it happened to be a cheese company. So I reached out to her and I said, Kelly, I will help you write song parodies about cheese. And we spent about an hour together. And it was a blast. And I had so much fun. And it made my day. She reached out to somebody in the National Speakers Association and said, hey, you've got to talk to this guy, Steve Gamlin. And I think he should teach a seminar on humor and coming up very soon, I'm on the NSA calendar teaching a <laughs> webinar because I spent uh, an hour or so, one afternoon, writing funny songs about cheese. And it already led to one again next year for a Tri-County National Speakers Association chapter. So, you know, I don't get paid for that. And some people have said, well, tell them you want money. I don't want money. It's given me the amazing gift of exposure to my audience for potential future clients, and I'm just going to go in there and let it rip. And we're going to But it was just a moment, opportunity to give, doing something I love, to help out a friend whom I've never even met in person yet, and it led to the all this. The coolest thing is, is you didn't you didn't
0: say, "Hey, I can help you out by my program." right? Yeah, he said, I hey, I can help you out. You <laughs> he said, hey, I can help you. Um, this will be fun. And you didn't do it to get something or to gain something. You just did it because that's who you are. and you, You're a helper. And through that, like the rewards are just amazing and, and authentic and divine. And it's like growing my mind how things come together. And that's what made me think of that quote is how little hinges swing big, humongous doors. And we don't even give those little hinges any credit, right? We don't even think about that.
1: Right. And it's so, so true. Oh, actually, I just looked it up. Originally, W. Clement Stone said big Ah. doors and small hinges. It just popped up on my computer screen. And, Just one of the legends, one of the people who I admire greatly, never realized it was him. But what a truth that is.
0: Right? Right. Oh, so all of this stuff, this is like really feeling good stuff that you do. But are there ever times when you just want to give up, like you just are tired or things might not be going just right or... You may have failed at something that you thought was going to be a major success. Like, are there moments when you, when you just want to give up? And how do you motivate yourself through those moments?
1: I have those a lot. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, in this industry, being a positive person and, and uh, being a speaker and, and program creator, radio host, and all these other things, I always go into everything saying, oh, my gosh, the world's going to love this, and then crickets. Now, you can just walk away and and do something else or whatever. I just wake up every single day, and I just be me, and I just put something positive out there. And even if it doesn't turn into a speaking event or money, you know what keeps me going is there's always that one person who reaches out, who shoots me a direct message or puts a comment on the post that says, oh, my gosh, how did you know I needed to hear this today? Thank you. You just inspired me to go after a goal or to try again or to have a conversation with somebody that I know I need to or to whatever, and my answer is always the same. Well, it started off because I needed it today, but I'm glad it had value for you. And it's funny because some of the messages I've shared that have gotten the most mileage have come out of me not being in a good place but putting things back together and having hope for it. You know, for all those speakers out there who say, every day above ground is a great day, that is the biggest steaming pile of crap on the sidewalk I have ever heard. (laughs) It just is, and I've kept it clean here. It just (laughs) is. You know, we wake up every day, and I always say, look, if you wake up on the right side of the grass, you have an opportunity to make something really cool happen for yourself and for somebody else. So that's what I wake up to every day. You know, whether the sun is shining or not, I'm going to look for that little tiny spot between the dark clouds where the sun comes through. And I'm going to go stand wherever that hits the ground. And I'm going to start from there because it's as good a place as any. And the good stuff is just as real as the bad stuff. And too many people forget about that
0: that is so true it is so true because even though bad stuff is happening good stuff is happening at the same time and it's where we choose to put our focus at that moment ooh this is so good can you share some tips from your own personal growth toolbox that you use to stay on track i know focus for me is like a big thing and I have a hard time staying focused. Sometimes maybe I have too much projects, too many things going on at one time. I think I can do everything and I really can't. (laughs) So do you have some tips that uh, just to keep people on track as they, as they travel this entrepreneur journey of their own?
1: One of the greatest ones is actually um, hit me recently And, and it's, I have issues with focus too and with time management because me and my squirrels, oh, we love to run around and be distracted <laughs> by things. I got a whole squadron of them. You know, it started off as, you know, a duo, a trio, a quartet, and now they're just running everywhere. Um great book called G Code. It's by a gentleman named Ryan Stuman, and I've recently joined an organization of people. It's called Apex. And it's a bunch of positive minded people, and one of his biggest things is He can tell you where he's been for every day for the past decade because he schedules out every hour of every day with the task he is supposed to be focusing on during that time. And one of the greatest tools I've ever invested in costs about $10. uh, It's made by Pyrex. It's a little digital kitchen timer. And what I do is I set it to 30 minutes, and I hit start, and I promise myself, I cannot do anything else but the task I'm working on just for 30 minutes, which for me some days is an eternity. But when I look back at the end of the days where I've actually done that, and I use my Google calendar as well, so it'll go off and beep and buzz and vibrate and all that. When I do that, I get so much more done, and I stop doing the spinning plate show. Mm, 18 things moving, but I'm not getting anywhere because i got to go back and start spinning that first one again and give it a little more attention. So I'm not pushing piles as much as getting things done. And it's better to get one thing done than five things inched forward. So focus. Mm -hmm. And I love that because it's
0: small. Small increments, like 30 minutes, we can all do 30 minutes, right? Like, oh, that is so – that's a gem. That's a gem. That's a gem. Yeah just yeah. making notes in my own personal program. But,
1: uh. <laughs> I've got some vision board clients who actually send me pictures of themselves, selfies with their kitchen timers. And I always go right on, you know, that's just, I, I say, look, I've got this program, this idea. So it's going to be a bit of an investment. And they go, okay, what is it? I go take $10, go to the store, get a kitchen timer. And they start laughing, but then they send me pictures with their timers. And the ones who are using it are crushing their productivity this year, and some of them have done more in the first half of this year than they thought they would be able to do all year.
0: That, I'm like one away. I I would be going Google, get me a timer right now. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to be getting a timer today, just so you know. Yeah, <laughs> At least one, of my clients, later.
1: <laughs> one of my clients named Jessica bought two. She goes, "Hey, if the battery dies in the first one, I'm screwed." So I bought two. <laughs> That's an
0: awesome one. Do you have another
1: one you want to share? A big thing that's helped me a ton, and I've been doing this now for about nine and a half years, i got a blank, hardbound journal. And what I do is I put it under the back of my laptop so it holds it up at that little slant to make it easier to type. There's a reason it's right there. When I get into my office, first thing in the morning after I crawl out of bed, come down the hall, I open it up, I write the date, I write the words "good stuff" and I write one, two, three, and in less than a line each, I write my three favorite moments from the day before. It's a gratitude journal, and it's Ooh. what I'm thankful for as I start this new day. And don't just broad brush and say I'm thankful for my job, I'm thankful for my house, I'm thankful for my spouse. Because how excited are you going to be to write those same three things 17 days in a row? You're going to be I'm thankful for my house, thankful for my job. But if you write the moments, like this morning, I wrote. Uh, about a radio show I get to be on yesterday. So I said, oh, awesome radio interview with this person. Got to have a date night with my wife, Tina. We went and ate big salads at Panera, big fruit and vegetable salads. <laughs> and whatever the other one I wrote was about yesterday, at the end of the year, between, the week between Christmas and New Year's, if I came up to you and said, hey, Stephanie, how was your year? You're going to try to think, and you're going to broad brush. You Well, I guess it was okay, but it's, depending on where you live, It's cold, it's dark, it's the end of the year. Mm. But last year, in a pandemic, in the year that was 2020, that really both my businesses are event-based and they both took massive hits last year financially. But I still managed to write down just about 1,000 moments. Wow. So I can't swing the wrecking ball or the broad brush and say, well, 2020 was this. Twenty twenty had close to a thousand amazing moments that kept me going. And parts of my business are different because of what I learned along the way.
0: Wow. This has been a mind growing conversation for sure. Oh my gosh. So many nuggets today. Where can people go to learn more about you and what they what you do and connect with you um, and tune into that motivational firewood stuff
1: you got going on? It's actually very easy, and you just said the words right there. It's MotivationalFirewood.com. The Vision Board program is there. There's a free webinar there right on the main page for people that say, what's this visualization thing? I explain it to them there. So, yeah, it's all there. And about me as a speaker and testimonials, MotivationalFirewood.com.
0: That is just awesome. Oh my gosh, today has been amazing. And today's show has been brought to you by CBD BioCare, the brand you can trust. If you want to try a free sample, head over to com forward slash hemp. Check out the free CBD offer I've got for you over there. Thank you to our special guest and motivational firewood guy, awesome human, Steve Gamlin. Today's conversation has just been awesome. Please go over to motivationalfirewind.com and check out what he's got for you. You'll be so glad that you tuned into him. I honestly, I just love his stuff. I love your vibe. I love the energy you put out. I love the things that you do. And I so love that you are in my world, man. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you to our listeners for hanging out with us today on the Mind Girl Radio podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Kaffin, and until we meet again, keep shining in your brilliance. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you, Steve, for joining us today. Love you, man. Thank you, Stephanie. Love you, too.